This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up, y'all? It's been a minute. It is Hawkside Guns. I had to check and make sure I knew what podcast I was doing. <laughs> uh, we normally, for those of you who maybe, you know, thought that, uh, oh my god, they quit doing the cast. No, not really. We normally don't cast for like a couple of months in the summer because there's A, not a lot going on. Uh, B, in Texas where I shoot, it's hot in June, July and a good piece of August. Uh, at least here, we've kind of tipped over that scale, and it's starting to get a little cooler. You know, we're starting to call it fall. The kids have started school, and, and uh, you know, things are starting to happen here where it's not just blazing outside. <laughs> so I had a chance to go to one of my favorite stores. I was meeting a friend out uh, for dinner here just recently, I guess a couple of weeks ago, and uh, as this is recorded, and he does uh, does a bunch of stuff, but he, I was uh, picking him or uh, going to to meet him for dinner, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I got to get over here from one of my jobs. He has two jobs. Um, I'm gonna get over here from one of my jobs. Why don't I meet you at Shields? Because that's there's a big uh, must be awful. Yeah, there's a big thing. It's it's called Grandscape. It's got like a whole big you know it's like one of those planned commercial centers where they got everything you know. Uh, bars and restaurants and all that stuff. And one of the cornerstones for it is Shields. Big Ferris wheel, that kind of stuff. And uh, so I'm like, oh, hell yeah. you know. But his other gig is loss prevention at Shields. So they know him there. And I'm like, sweet. So I'm like, I'll meet you there. You'll find me in the gun section. So I go over there and... You know, I didn't really see any shotguns. That I, I do have a shotgun that I want uh, that is on my list, but it's over a grand, and i got to save up for that. Okay. Well, uh, no, no, no. You can't stop there. I want a Benelli Affinity 3. I shot one the other day, and I was like, man, this is really clean. Semi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's an inertia gun, and which was different for me i normally like gas guns uh but this one was pretty cool it was it's really laid out like a lot of the other uh semi-automatics i use it's it's basically the downgraded montefeltro which is benelli's like high-end target field gun the montefeltro is really the like it's two grand and up you know like i I think i saw one for like 2200 bucks i mean they're not cheap uh, you can get them for, if you really shop hard, you can get them for about 1800 Whereas the Affinity 3 is basically the same kind of layout and platform, but with a lot of the same controls and feel, and it's light, and you can swing it quick and all that stuff, but it's like $1,000 less, which... I, I, that's not terrible. No. <laughs> no, especially since I want the, the daddy. I want the the super nice... You know, AAA grade walnut figured stock and the gold inlay and, you know, the, the nickel silver or stainless steel receiver and, you know, like, I want the works. Uh, so that gun's normally about a grand. And uh, I was like, mm, 
I want one of those. But uh, I don't have $1,000 right now. <laughs> Probably won't. Uh, I understand the feeling, <laughs> as we were discussing previously. Yeah, so, but because Frankie is, is Benelli's kind of, I won't say lower end, but um, different price point, you know, like lower tier, sort of like Toyota and Lexus, you know, they're both the same underneath, but... Oh, I mean, if you want to go with shotguns, it's like Mossberg and Maverick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... The Maverick is kind of the downsized version of the the, the Mossberg. So, um, <laughs> it shoots. It shoots, technically, yeah. But Frankie's actually pretty good. I mean, Benelli's top tier and Frankie's middle tier. And, and I have found, after having quite a few shotguns, we'll just leave it at that. I don't, I don't particularly want to pay a number on it because that's embarrassing. But <laughs> many, let's just say many shotguns. That um, I normally am happiest in the mid middle tier. Um, so anything less than twelve hundred bucks and anything over, you know, like three hundred. Well, there, there does come a point in which what it's what I've personally found with with handguns is there does come a price point at which, at this point, you're just paying for the name. Yeah, or yeah, exactly, or or some feature that may or may not be important, or or maybe extra fluff like you're paying for the optics, or you're paying for a coating, or you're paying for a material, and and it has been my experience. It, well, at that, well, at that point, what it is is that if you're looking for the thing to be able to go, look what I have. Okay, that may be important to you, but okay. if you're just going for the experience of shooting it, uh. Yeah, no, that could be done a lot cheaper. Yeah, I mean, it's it's <laughs> kind of like it's kind of like my my favorite Sig is the one that I spent the exorbitant amount of money on, and the first thing I did was pull the Walnut grips on it and put a pair of G10 grips on it, and everybody's like, "You're gonna shoot it?" I'm like, why wouldn't I? Yeah, I designed it so that I could shoot it now, and I won't injure it. Uh, but that's kind of what I was thinking, you know, like. I, I, and I'm debating, right? Like I could get the regular walnut one with just the uh, the black or blued finish, uh, so it's field grade, uh, but without going to the synthetic, for eight hundred bucks. You know, if I if I happen across another couple hundred, I could get the Big Daddy one, and it's still, and, and the Big Daddy one has every same feature as the Montefeltro or the Ethos, but it's. A thousand, it's easily a thousand dollars less, sometimes twelve or fourteen hundred dollars less. And I just because it's the same freaking system underneath, it's the same inertia system. And you're just like, you know, like I've had two thousand dollar and up shotguns, I, I've had them, and you're so worried about scratching them or something happening to them, or crap, what if I have to replace the part in this or, or something like that, that you're really. You find yourself not using it, or at least I do. I find myself not using it as much, or not throwing it in the truck, or being like having to worry about like who's touching it, or is it laying on the bag right, or you know, crap. I, you know, I, I don't want to get somebody this... breathe on it in the wrong direction. Right, and I just I hate it. I hate doing that. I would really rather just be relaxed, and if it gets a scratch, it gets a scratch. I don't give a shit. You know, like that's more where i live you know like i want to lay out all my guns in the back of a truck and just have anybody grab anything and not feel bad about it like most of the guns i have now are like that i don't care if there if you pick it up and happen something happens to it there's nothing i can't fix or will feel bad about fixing on any of my guns currently and that's i have found really where i like to live you know i mean i have some really nice guns but 
really nice is not in that, you know, Beretta Silver Pigeon category or, or you know, a, a Blazer or something like that where it's, they're just ridiculously expensive. And everyone I see with one of those expensive-ass guns is like that. They're just like, oh, please, I can't drop that. They're like, hey, man, you want to go over and... You know, we got to go down this hill and kind of go through the brush here and all that kind of stuff. And they look at their gun and look at me and go, is there any other way to get there? I'm like, no. Can we shoot somewhere else? <laughs> you know, or uh, whatever. No. I mean, we can. But you said you wanted to shoot here, so this is the way to get to it. And he's like, my gun's going to get scratched. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. You know, and I get it. I, I mean, I do, because I was that way. But to me... <laughs> If you can't just, how I use a gun, and I'm careful with my guns, and I, I restore them, and I fix them when they're broken, but if you can't drag them out in the middle of the field and shoot with them, and not worry about them, then what the hell good are they to you? At least to me, because all of my guns are shooters. There's not a one I have that's a hanger queen, uh, except for Shannon's father's gun, which was a, it's basically a wall hanger at this point. I think it's a 120-year-old break-open shotgun. It's 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 old. Um, when her father passed here this uh, this year, um, we got his shotgun and it's ancient, <laughs> basically. Um, and it, it, probably a no, another round will never be fired through it. I, I'm worried about the steel. I'm worried about the action. I'm worried about the stock, which is cracked. Um, it's just, it's just old and rickety. You know, I mean, we would need to put three, $400 into it and maybe, and hope that the steel was still good to shoot it. That's a wall hanger, but none of the others I have are. So, uh, all that to say, I'm pretty comfortable in the kind of that mid tier. Anything over, really three to five is the beginning of it, and up to like about a thousand is the top end. Um, much cheaper than three hundred, four hundred dollars, and you're starting to get into the the quote unquote like you said maverick range, where it is a gun, <laughs> it is reliable ish, but is it the best? No, not really. <laughs> Does it have the same features as a gun? Yes. Does it have good features? Mm, probably not. So there's there's some of that. But uh, I just, I don't know. I just don't see the need for, at least for what I do with them, for like a $2,500 or a $3,000 or $4,000 shotgun. I just, not for what I do. You know, um, even, even if I wanted to build a competition gun, it wouldn't be that expensive. So are you guys actually going to take, or uh, not you guys, because I know this is your hobby and the thing that you do, are you going to take uh, Shannon's uh, father's shotgun and clean it up and make it a showpiece for the wall? You know, I'll probably clean it up uh, as far as, you know, fixing fixing any rust on it so it didn't get any worse and patching the stock on it and uh, refinishing it. But in order to get that gun to shoot again, one, I'd have to trust the metallurgy, and I'm not sure I do. Um now it it's it doesn't I mean this thing was made when shotgun rounds were paper rounds. So I mean oh, I actually I wouldn't even ask you about shootability. I was just asking whether or not it's going to be like cleaned up and hung over the fireplace. Oh yeah. No, we'll clean it up and I'll I'll make it reasonably attractive. Uh basically what Shannon has asked for me to do and it's her legacy so she gets the vote. Um she has asked me to make it look like it did as she remembers it in when she was a kid. So she has described it to me. She's like, look, it used to be pretty glossy and it used to be a little brighter than this, and, you know, cause it's pretty dingy right now. Um, it's the woods got some water stains on it and stuff like that. Uh, 
and the the barrels of course rusted and and old and stuff but like you can take it and I'm like yeah no problem I can I can make it look like that we'll get the strap fixed because it has a, a you know a hunting strap because he, he used it for hunting it has a hunting strap I'm like I can totally get that fixed um, you know we've already got that one out to a leather worker uh, and you know and I'm like he looked at it and he goes what is this and I said it's a it's a shotgun strap. Um, and then Shannon filled in the blanks for me um, because her dad and her and his hobby was a saddle maker. So um, he grabbed some Latigo and, and all that from a used saddle and made himself a shotgun strap. So it's it's incredibly ornate uh, because it came off of a competition rodeo saddle. And. I'm like, is that what that is? She goes, oh, yeah. You know, it's got like a silver buckle on it. That's that's pretty damn cool. It is kind of cool. I was like, really? She goes, yeah. You know, it. it uh, he was redoing a, a saddle for a uh, champion barrel racer chick. And and, and and those of us in the north know how, you know, Texans are about their buckles. Oh, yes. Oh, oh yes. You know, so it had a, a nice little silver. Now, it isn't like a dinner plate buckle or anything like that, but it's a it's a nice little buckle that's that's silver and then of course it was tarnished it looked like you know like a soup can tin lid or something but um and and but it was good saddle grade leather which if you know anything about texas and how they they treat their horses better than they do their family most of the time and their horse gear uh, especially like barrel racing and and stuff like that um, so it was the highest grade leather you can get very thick very hardy all that stuff and the the guy was like I would love to 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 fix this and by the way I'm going to if you don't mind I'm going to use this pattern I'm going to start making I had never thought of making like shotgun straps and hunting straps for shotguns that's a fantastic idea um cuz it's like anything to make a little bit more money cuz people aren't buying a lot of saddles right now um uh, because people aren't buying a whole lot of anything right now well you know and it's good because uncle joe said that there's no inflation so I mean of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but, so, I mean, we'll fix the strap. We're getting the strap fixed. I'll fix the shotgun as far as the repairs and stuff. I need to put a, a plate, a, a butt plate on or a butt pad on it because uh, it was not right and cracked and it wasn't a lot. Uh, <laughs> and it was cracked. It might not have I mean, even been the original. I mean, be, be, before the whole thing with, like, foam, they originally just put a piece of brass there. Exactly. You know, so, like, I, and this didn't even look like it fit this gun. So it might have just been one he had laying around and he just screwed to the back of this thing because it doesn't fit at all. Uh, but it was something other than the sharp edges of the stock to hit your shoulder after I took the duct tape off of it. So... Um, it's not like this thing was well cared for. Uh, you could take the, you could take it by the handle and by the forend and then twist and it would move a quarter inch, you know, side to side, which for a break open shotgun is, I believe the term is not good. And <laughs> I'm like, Shannon, I, this needs to be repinned, you know, like I, the hinge is messed up. The tolerance is like, you could hold it up to the light and see through the breech and the barrel. Um, which is not something you should be able to do. There shouldn't be any cracks in there. I'm like, this will blow back in your face. Like, uh, we can't shoot this. She goes, I don't want to shoot it. I just want it to look like it did when I was a kid. And I'm like, yep, I, that I can do. Uh, so we're going to do that. And uh, 
we uh but that's the only non shooter I have. You know, that's that's the the only ornamental shotgun I have. So if I can't shoot it, I've come to the conclusion I don't want it. <laughs> or if well, I feel bad about shooting it. Well, I interrupted you. Apparently, you had a a mission to shields and or an opportunity at shields and I sidetracked you. So please. Oh, that is that is quite okay, sir. Uh so we we did wind up at shields and I, as course as I do at shields, I wound up at the gun counter. Or the gun who'd, room. Who to thought? Yeah, I know. I know it's weird. It's it's out of character for me, but uh you know, I I managed to to make it through. And uh, I, there wasn't a shotgun I wanted. As I said, I told the long story about the Affinity 3. Uh, that's next on my list, and I don't have enough money for that. So I went to look at the handguns. And I really, I don't need a handgun. I mean, I, I don't. I have my Cheetah, which I've wanted for a very long time, and I enjoy it very much. It's naturally a wood. And I have the HK, which I enjoy very much. It's naturally a wood, uh, which Buana did manage to borrow from me. Um, he, he can't, uh, he can't, ha- I've told him many times, you can't have it, but since I'm not doing anything with it right now and it's too hot to shoot, I will let you borrow it. And so he's been taking it to the range and stuff and, and, uh, actually paying to shoot, uh, cause I don't go in the summer. And don't get me wrong. He doesn't go either, but he'll go to an air conditioned range, which is out by him and shoot. And he wants, can I take the HK? Oh, for fuck. All right, go, just go fine. Just clean it when you're done. You know, the, even the local indoor range here is not air-conditioned. Well, the building right. is air-conditioned, but the range itself is not. So really? if you go in the summer, by the time you come out of there, you're just pouring in sweat. And if you go in the winter, your your hands are freezing by the time you're said and done. Yeah, we don't do indoors and not air-conditioned here. That's not something Texas does. <laughs> Because you need it. I mean, like you're not going to go. Oh, they hey, wouldn't I get really any business. Delaware and I don't do indoor, not air conditioned. I mean, you, I've heard you talk on other casts about setting your your thermostat at 75. We set it at 68 here. <laughs> yeah, but and, you're and still complain it's a little bit too warm. And your thermostat will get to 68 because it isn't 108 degrees outside too. Like you True. can't physically get your house to 68 in the summertime in Texas. It's not going to happen. And even if it does, it's going to be, if you haven't happened to have an air conditioner powerful enough, it will cost you $1,500 to do it. So, um, yeah, no, that happens. But, uh, so he has the HK for right now, and I'm fine with that. And I was just looking through the, uh, through the used gun case, and I happened to cross, and I've wanted one for a little while, because we've talked about it on and off for the last couple of years, and it came out, I guess, last year. Um, and its big brother came out in 2020, which is a Taurus G3C. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what I've referred to as the uh, Toyota Tercel of uh, handguns. Yeah, it's, it's cheap. It's reliable. It won't jam. It's had no problems. Um, now, fancy... now, you are going to feel every speed bump along the way, though. Yeah, it's not exactly what you... I mean, it's not the HK, okay? It does not have the same trigger. It has a nice trigger. Do me wrong. Oh, actually, the the, the G3 trigger is the first trigger that um, Taurus came up with that was kind of like, okay, this is actually really kind of good. The G2C was passable. The... um, uh, the uh, P, Oh, geez. The model before that. I cannot remember what the model was because it wasn't a G whatever. Right. Um, 
it, that one was so bad. It was just, it was kind of like no, <laughs> just just no. I mean, it, you, I mean, you ever had one of those triggers which is so long and so crunchy that you can't find where the break is? <laughs> Yeah, it was okay. a tourist too. <laughs> exactly, uh, but but as I said, the G2C was passable and actually something that was clearly quite functional. Uh, the G3C actually, I mean, it, it's comparable to a Glock trigger, which once again is not notorious for being the greatest trigger on the face of the earth. But at the same time, it's without question usable. I would argue that it's actually better than an out of the box Glock trigger. Uh, now, a lot of the, the second or, you know, third party triggers for Glocks are quite good. Um, but, you know, I, I saw it there and I was I was like, OK, well, how much is that? And it was less. In fact, uh, it was about a third of the asking price of a normal Taurus G3C. And for that amount of money. You're just like. Well, first of all, the first my, my first question was, what's wrong with it, right? Because I'm like, okay, this is basically a hundred bucks. Um, what? Why? <laughs> you know what? Why? What? What is? What is happening here? Why is this gun here? So, I I took it out. I, I'm like, can I see that one? They're like, oh, sure. So you you look at it and it was fine. I mean, it was it was a little beat up on the barrel. It was a little beat up on the barrel. Um, it had obviously been shot a lot, um, you know, because they put that uh, on the the G3 series. They put that coating on the uh, the the barrel. It, it's like a, a silver matte coating, like a I don't know if it's a polymer coating or, or like a, a Cerakote or something like that, but it's... It's the anti-corrosive shit that they use. I mean, everybody's got something. Yeah, and it's it makes it kind of a matte finish, uh, a silver matte finish, which looks tough and, 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 and all that, and it was just all scratched to hell. I mean, it looked rough uh, on the coating, and I'm like, but there's no scratches on it. Right. Like there's no holster wear. There's no anything. It's just the barrel look like crap. So like when you pulled the slide back, it was, oh, something happened to this. And all it is is wear. Right. Because that coating, at least on the Tauruses, comes right off. Um, like you start I'll, shooting it. I'll bet you 10 bucks that the person who had it wasn't cleaning it as often as he should. I, I'm sure. Uh, I, I'm positive because when I got it home, I, I took it apart. and It was filthy. I mean, just filthy. Uh, but um, I cleaned it up and took it out to the ranch because I was like, I bought it. I mean, just right there on the spot. My friend was like, hey, you ready to go to dinner? I'm like, actually, no, I'm buying a gun. <laughs> He's like, you know, I knew when you said I'll meet you at Shields, find me at the gun counter. I knew there was like a 50-50 chance or maybe even better than a 50-50 chance that um, you'd buy a gun. <laughs> Like I'm not that bad. He goes, dude. Yeah, no, really, dude. You you are indeed that bad. And he's like, and you found a cheap Taurus, which you like those Tauruses. And he's right. This is my third one, because uh, I had the Security Nine, which I didn't really oh, like. That's a Ruger. Yeah. Oh no, that is a Ruger. Um, I had the Spectrum. 
I had the uh, I had this G3. And and did the did the wife take the Spectrum from you, or did you um, yeah. trade that in? Okay, she no, took that one for me. She took the freaking Spectrum. And see, I thought I was doing so good, you know? Like, I thought I was doing so good. I was like, okay. Oh, and I had a, a 327, by the way, the little um, the little revolver. Yep. Um, it was really a neat little gun. Just a just an interesting little guy, but um, the only Taurus I ever had was the um, the time I made the mistake of buying a thirty eight special called a featherweight, <laughs> and was surprised when the gun just beat the ever loving shit out of me. <laughs> See, I I liked it because the the three twenty seven uh, you can shoot uh, thirty two Smith and Wesson through it, which you used to be able to find down here without a problem. Right, and it was relatively cheap, so you could shoot thirty-two Smith and Wesson, and it was actually a well-mannered gun. Uh, now I wound up selling it because you know it was I was getting out of the revolvers, and I was just like, eh, I don't really want that. But I had the um, uh, three twenty-seven, I had the Spectrum, and I had you know this is my third one. Uh, Shannon stole the Spectrum. Um, she she changed jobs, uh, I guess last year. And she no longer had to carry for her job, but she was still doing things that, you know, put her in areas where maybe she didn't want to be, or maybe there was a possibility that she might need something. Uh, very less, a lot less than her other job. Uh, and they they recommended she have something to carry, and just in a backpack type thing, and uh, just in case she got set up somewhere and just have it, you know, here or there. So she didn't have to carry on her hip. And she, she looked around, and she's like, God, I really want something small. And, and I'm like, oh, yeah, small, yeah, you could do that. And then it's like, you know, maybe like a 380. And I'm like, uh-oh. And <laughs> it took her a couple of days, right? Because she really didn't want to spend any, any of her money on it. So she, you know, she looked around for a little while. And then she goes, hey, didn't you have, oh, for crap, yeah. Yeah, here, take it. Oh, this is nice. Yes, I know. I wore it for a year. <laughs> I uh, I know that's nice. Thank you. Uh, so she took the spectrum, and uh, and I. But I, generally speaking, I really like Taurus's guns. Um, they they do a lot of great stuff now. I mean the I mean I don't know how they were in the eighties and the nineties, but lately here, they've been doing some nice. Th- I mean, are they fancy? No. Absolutely not. It, it's 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 been since I got into firearms that uh, over the past what has been like five years, five or six years, that they've gone from something in which somebody you looked at somebody and went, ooh, no, 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 make sure you like shoot that over there, <laughs> to uh, to something, especially with their semi-autos. Their, their revolvers have actually always been of decent quality. Actually, I I. I would agree with that, yeah. But but their semi-autos, they, they started out about five or six years ago with basically it's kind of like, no, 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 go, go shoot that over there so that when <laughs> it explodes, I don't get caught. <laughs> to, uh, it, once again, it's what I, you know, even when I was working at the store and, you know, selling them, it was kind of like, uh, no, this is not pretty. No, this is not expensive. But if you're just looking for something like a Toyota, that will, you know, uh, actually, uh, it was the Toyota Corolla of, of firearms or the Honda Civic of firearms. It's kind of like it's that thing that if you clean it and you take care of it, it will be there to take care of you. But if you but you're never going to run around, and look at somebody and go, look, I got a Honda. <laughs> look at this Corolla. Huh? Huh? 
Yeah, you don't like that's not what you do. But it's it's cheap, reliable transportation. You know, this is cheap, reliable protection. That's really what it is. And um, I really like the the G3C. Um, it it fits the hand really well. It's heavy, which means the bounce and the recoil isn't a lot. It's a lot less than you'd think it is. Uh, actually, uh, it, you, for, for the size of firearm it is, it actually does have a decent amount of weight to it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I should say that because it's a compact, right? It's actually heavy for a compact. And, and actually, surprisingly enough, the compact size in uh, in, in the Taurus is what most firearm companies would call a subcompact. But basically, uh, basically a 12 round firearm. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's a 12 round firearm, uh, 3.25 inch barrel. It's uh, it's it's basically comparable to what they were going after was the Glock. They were going after a Glock 19. See, nope, yeah, or Glock, Glock 26 actually. With that, was is it Glock 26? Are you sure? Yeah, the Glock 19 is actually the G3, not the G3C, is the one that's physically comparable to a Glock. Actually, 19. that's true because I have the subcompact 19. So, or the compact 19. So, yeah, because we we put the 19 up to it because uh, we have one of those. Uh, we drug it out of the uh, um. If you take, if you're actually taking like uh, magazines out, it probably you'll find that the grip on the um, the G3C is probably a decent bit shorter. But what it is is it comes with a pinky extension on it yep. that actually makes it long enough to be comfortable to grip, but also you know not necessarily as big when you put it into a holster to carry. Yeah, I mean, if you put the the 19 up to the the G3C, they're they're almost the same length, they're almost the same height, and all that stuff. Now, you are correct; it is the pinky extension because the pinky extension has almost a full inch of of grip on it. It's a long pinky extension on the G3C, uh, big, um, like more than most other ones have. It is it is a significant portion of the grip, but. Uh, you know, we took it out uh, and ran. I just, I was like, okay, we got this really, really cheaply, you know, for way less than retail. It was used and everything. But I was guessing that the reason it was so cheap is because it looked beat up on the barrel. That's the reason I thought nobody would buy it because a lot of people, especially people looking for handguns, want something that's pretty and or clean looking and this was neither one of those things it wasn't beat up exactly but as soon as you racked slide back it was like Ooh. <laughs> it was just a lot of mess to it uh so i was betting that the guy ran like a lot and like you're saying didn't clean it and it just got to looking dirty and nasty and stuff and he's like ah screw it i'll get rid of it i don't i'm not really that enthused about it anyway so i wanted to go make sure that it ran in ran okay and um, just took every type of nine millimeter ammunition I could find out to the ranch. So we took um, just really nasty uh, hollow points and, you know, round nose, square nose of every make and model that we could manufacture that we could find and started running through the gun. Uh, we probably ran, I don't know, six, 700 rounds through it uh, between the two of us over a day and not one hitch. Not one hitch, not one problem, not one stovepipe, not one failure to feed, not double feed, not anything. It just ran clean all day. And I went, well, there's nothing you can really argue about that, you know? Um, 
so we took it home and I cleaned it up and it still looked like crap on the barrel. <laughs> so I was just sitting there with it in my lap. I'm like, I, you know, I really like this because it's basically like a cheap version of a Glock. I put a, a, a light on it uh, on the on the underside rail. And I'm like, God, it just it's just that barrel and you know how i am with something that looks ugly i mean i didn't care that it functioned <laughs> you polished it didn't you i did i, <laughs> I did i was like you know it's just really freaking it you know i'm gonna fix that <laughs> i just polished the crap out of the barrel so rather than having a matte finished barrel you have a nice shiny barrel. it's super it looks chromed <laughs> you, do, you do realize you're not gonna have to keep that from rusting right yeah no that's fine <laughs> just making sure what getting getting the the gun out and having to play with it and now <laughs> yes i'm sure it'll be awful it is it. so terrible i can hear you playing with it in the background <laughs> i am i'm playing with it you know. yeah <laughs> well i mean look i mean our new favorite source of entertainment tiktok we've all seen the ones where you see the guy throw a nothing but net basketball shot and it makes the swoosh and goes is there a better sound than that oh and the guy starts guy. <laughs> racking and sliding in magazines and stuff he's like i'm like oh yeah that's yeah, that is the only version of asmr <laughs> that i want to hear i could fall asleep to that oh it's such a soothing noise isn't it oh listen oh he's gonna he's gonna rack that shot oh yeah <laughs> right is that gunpowder <laughs> yeah, no, it's very comforting. So I, I was super excited about it, and and you know, my dad did the same thing. He's like, "You polished that barrel." I'm like, "Yes, I did." He goes, "You realize you're gonna have to polish that barrel every year now." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's kind of why I did it. It looks pretty, and I get to mess with it again." <laughs> <laughs> and he thought about it for a second, and he's like, "I withdraw my comment." <laughs> I'm like, yep. Uh, so. I was thoroughly pleased with it. I I really liked the the G3 anyway, um, and I you know we had talked about it before. You know because I was like, man, I really like the look of that G3. You know we've been talking about that for a couple of years since they came out, and I I I didn't know what it was, and I just kept looking at it, kept looking at it, kept looking at it, and finally I got one. And honestly, I can really say this isn't like this those times when you and I like look at the Springfields and get taken in, right? It isn't, <laughs> it isn't like that. Like both and both of us are guilty of it. What'd you do? I bought a Springfield. Damn it, dude! I know, I know. I have it for a week. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, I know, you know, it's it's like we, we had a relapse, you know. Uh, it isn't like that. It's actually a really nice gun. I mean, is it the best? Is it the HK? Not even close. It's not even in the same category as the HK. The only thing that is similar between that and the HK is they're both 9mm, okay? That's <laughs> not even close to as nice as it. So when somebody asks you, well, why would you buy an HK? If you have that G3, it's perfectly fine. That's like asking somebody, why would you buy that Corvette if you have a Honda Civic? Because it's better. <laughs> In every way, it's better. If you're looking for a race car, that Corvette's going to beat the crap out of the Civic. If you're looking for a budget car, don't buy the Vet. You know, that's the same thing. Like, you don't buy an HK. Like, the HK, as far as I'm concerned, 
Um, I've I've had a lot of guns. I've had Glocks. I've had Sigs. I've had Walthers. I've had uh, I, I I've had almost every breed and manufacturer of a firearm as you can have. I will argue, I think convincingly, with anybody who wants to, that there are there are none better than the HK. There are some I think are right on the same level as the HK. But I have not seen anything anywhere that is better that is a better nine millimeter self defense nine millimeter than that HK. The the what is it the 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 P thirty P thirty yeah yeah I've I've got the 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 compact you've got the subcompact right the the P thirty SK. Um, I would argue that that is pretty much at this time the commercial pinnacle of nine millimeters. Um, it has the best trigger. At least as far as I'm concerned, um, it is so crisp and so clean and so predictable. It, actually, what I would say is it's actually got one of the best double action triggers that I've really, quite frankly, ever had. First of all, first of all, and it for basically one of the reasons why I got rid of the uh, the two two nine was I can actually reach the trigger in double action form with this one. <laughs> you know, I'm using a little tiny hands over here. Um, Whereas with the 226, if I didn't cock it, I couldn't shoot it. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, but even then, even a double action, it's about as smooth and smooth can be. Obviously, it's longer than single action, but at the same time, uh, yeah. I mean, look, I, I will bounce between that and my uh, 320 AXG as which one I like better. But they're both, uh, yeah. They're they're both really good, and I I would argue that neither one of them is better than the other one. Um, they're different. Totally, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, one of them's a striker fire firearm. The other one's a hammer, hammer fire, fire. fire. Yeah, I mean, so they, I mean, but is one better than the other markedly? No, I don't think so. Um, I would argue that right now it is very very difficult, if not impossible, to find something better in a nine millimeter self defense pistol than that HKP three. Yeah, and, and those are the two I keep in the safe. <laughs> it is a fantastically high quality firearm. Uh, the one, the reason I was excited about the G three one, it was very inexpensive and cheap to get. Um, two, it's exceedingly reliable. It just chews up whatever the hell I put in it. And again, we're we're also talking about something that I can throw and knock around and mess around with and throw lights on and do whatever I want to. And I don't really care. Right. Like, I just don't care. Like, whatever happens to this gun happens to this gun. And it's just so like, I'm not going to be gentle with it. I'm not going to treat it like it's glass. I'm not going to baby it like my cheetah. None of that stuff. I just don't care. So. Uh, it, it's nice to have those, and it's super convenient. It's relatively inexpensive, and it's just exceedingly reliable. Is it as as, as exciting as an HK or a Sig? No, <laughs> In fact, very much not. No, no, it is not. Like you don't look at that and go, "Oh my God, that's so special." You go, ah, "Let's rip some stuff through this and see what happens." You know, that's more the the level it is, uh, but. <laughs> Kind of goes back to uh, Dave Chappelle and his above ground pool. It's a pool. Uh, it's 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 a gun. Yeah, exactly. It'll fire reliably all the time. Is it exciting? No, it's not. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> but I did enjoy it. I, I got it for a great price. And and if you're looking for one, they're starting to come back off of, uh, you know, like because people bought them left, right, and backwards. They were panic bought all over. And they're starting, like, yeah. a lot of those guns are coming back now <laughs> or being upgraded. <laughs> Well, except for here in Delaware, where we still really don't know what we are or not doing. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, you were telling me about some of that, where Delaware has just decided that, <laughs> that everything's illegal in Delaware. <laughs> well, but see, it, it, it's what it comes down to is is how it's all worded. You know, it's kind of like worded that, yeah, okay, you're not allowed to possess one of those. But it's over here says that your grandfather did. But that being said, it doesn't say that over here. It just it says over here you're not allowed to possess one. So w- w- it, which it is it? Of, <laughs> exactly. You but know, it was so basically I'm, what you got is is somebody who's going to arrest you and hope that you plead guilty, not knowing what the hell you did. Right, and I'm sure they worded it like that on purpose so that they could it could be ambiguous and they could just do whatever they wanted. Yeah, I mean I I'm ninety percent sure that my handguns are all legal. Um, because none of them have over 17 rounds and 17 is what the over 17 is what they decided as the high capacity magazine for the state of Delaware over 17 rounds. You can't have. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I've got an AR pistol, which is technically illegal to sell and purchase in the state of Delaware. Now, the question is whether or not it's illegal to possess it, especially because all of my magazines are 30 rounds. Now, I know my Henry rifle is just fine. Surprisingly enough, I'm not 100% sure whether or not my semi-automatic shotgun's any good is legal in the state of Delaware or not anymore. That's kind of a weird line. I haven't heard about anybody going after shotguns. It's a semi-automatic long gun. Oh, well, that's true. No, that's true. Because they didn't say semi-automatic rifle, did they? They just said semi-automatic long gun. Nope, exactly. Oh, wow. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> well, not only that, but it's also got a it, it, it the tube magazine, and it will hold more than three shots. Yeah, and see, I take the plug out of all mine. So, I, like, mine all of mine do. Mine didn't come with a plug. <laughs> yeah, all of mine do. So... It's like, uh, does it hold more than five? Does it hold more than three? Yep. <laughs> so, but but my my lever action Henry shotgun is still just fine because I haven't made it illegal yet by putting a stock on it, um, which I will. Uh, and then obviously my Henry my lever action Henry rifle is is just fine. And I'm and the and the worst part about it is is my twenty two um ten, my my ten twenty two. Uh, pistol is actually legal, but that's because it's rimfire. Wow, man, that's that's starting to get weird. <laughs> but but and that's basically what it came down to. They made it so damn complicated that we've had gun stores here closing down for weeks just trying to figure out what they can and can't sell. I mean, they have um, literally have firearms in stock that are illegal to be sold in the state of Delaware now. That's so weird. That's so weird. I, I just, you know, and now the the big trend, you, you talk about it, but, I mean, and it used to be kind of funny because people would be like, ha, 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 you know, and, and but, you know, the, the starting trend, I've, I'm seeing it all over, not in Texas, but because Texas, they don't care. They believe in guns down here. But, but um, I believe in a lot of stupid shit down here. <laughs> guns is, is one of the good ones. But, 
You know, the the trend now that I see all over everywhere is, and you laugh, tactical lever actions. Oh, yeah. You see it every, like 50 oh. state legal tactical lever action rifle. Oh, absolutely. Rifle. And, and they're they're and, making and, barrel shrouds and and optics and and, oh. and actually the worst part about it is is that's what I'm thinking about doing to my Henry 410. <laughs> now the the actual 45 rifle I won't do that with, but I'm thinking you know that little 410 put a stock on it and tack it out in that fashion that actually could be pretty cool. Oh, actually I think they're cool. I just. I look at them and go, wow, what a, like, because down here, when you think lever action rifle, there's a couple. There's like a 30-30 is the big one down in Texas. Like, that's the, the standard. And then there's uh, one like I have, which is a 44 mag that I got from you. Uh, yep. Now, they consider the 44 mag a hog gun, right? Because that's, that's what a lot of ranchers and a lot of people defend themselves against hogs and um, wolves and and stuff like that, like bigger bigger stuff. Where a nine millimeter or a three eighty or like birdshot or something like that won't do, they'll reach for a forty four lever action, and which is more than sufficient, right? Um, but when you talk about lever actions, they they have a couple, you know. But the thirty thirty and the the forty four mag are are the big ones down here, and and everybody's got one or the other, uh, generally speaking. So those are those are the big ones. Um, but apparently, like it is getting huge. I mean, they've who, got who, them in five, five, six, three, oh, eight. I mean, they've and, got them in all kinds of stuff. And who's the well, the, the five, five, six one is goofy looking because you still have to have a magazine for that yep. versus a tube, because otherwise you shake it and one of the bullets sets off the one in front of it. Yeah. Um, Who's the guy? Heller, Heller, the the guy that uh, on you on YouTube who's always like showing out all the ballistic charts and stuff like that. I cannot remember his name. Paul Harrell. Harrell. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I hell, I I remember I watched him uh, do a whole thing on whether or not he for uh, defensive reasons whether or not he'd carry the 3030 or the 44 Magnum, and he went with the 44 Magnum because you're basically getting the same range. You're just getting an extra shell in there. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, cause it, and I think the, I, I think the, if I remember correctly, the 3030 will go a little further, but, but it know, was a, it was, it was negligible enough to, why do you need that? Right. Uh, and you know, the 44 will carry with the same tube, will carry more ammunition, at least one more round. So he was like, well, the 44 is, you know, that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of power in, <laughs> in a carbine basically. Uh, and I've always preferred. Now, Bona likes the thirty thirty. He he grew up with one. That's just what he likes. Um, he he thinks now, he covets my Henry lever action. Because uh, where'd you get that? Uh, I got it from Jake. Well, why'd you get that? Oh, he got another one. He got the side gate one. Well, shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what, uh, look, I don't know his number. I mean, I mean, I would have called him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. <laughs> he wasn't gonna get that damn henry i was i was drooling over that the minute you got it you got a oh jake got a henry that's back when you had disposable income to spend on guns <laughs> not only that but it was back when i was you know buying things on store credit and uh um <laughs> at cost Heck, yeah it's a little different when you're back out in the retail we're out in the cold with the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, shit, I have to start paying for transfers again. Oh, 
Oh no, <laughs> that's that's terrible. I really uh, that that really did that's that sucked that you didn't have to pay for transfer. <laughs> Jake's like, yeah, I'll transfer anything. I don't care. It didn't cost me anything. I'm like, oh, you suck, dude. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, I got no sympathy for you. Uh, but uh, different reasons. But he has no sympathy for me. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, that's a different cast. Yeah, that's a different cast. But uh, I, I, I've been surprised. You know, uh, the the market has shifted in the last two years so much with all the rules going up or, or some coming down and and con, you know uh, uh, congressional carry or constitutional carry. Uh, you know, affecting half the states, you know, all the, the nothing on the east or west coast, but, you know, all the flyover states uh, have basically constitutional carry, uh, which I'll be honest, has affected Texas. None at all. N- nothing like nothing changed. Like there wasn't a big celebration. There wasn't a big party. Everyone went eh, and continued to do whatever they were doing beforehand. <laughs> the, the only difference that uh, makes it a little easier is if you have uh, an LTC in Texas, it's a little easier to buy a gun because the paperwork is less for the dealer. Uh, yeah, if you we, have an yeah, LTC. We, yeah, we, we don't get that here. <laughs> Not only that, but if I understand correctly, I mean, the whole 4473 process actually got more complicated here. Well, yeah. If what you're saying is true, then yeah, I'm Be- guessing because, it's a lot harder. Well, yeah, because it can't. You can't just send it to the NIC system anymore. You have to send it to the state police, who then put it through the NIC system, and then not only that, but put it through their own background check system. So weird. <laughs> it's just so weird, dude. <laughs> it's the worst part about it is, is I is what I just want somebody to do is like give me a book and say this is the rules. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're making it completely, you know, they're making it harder to be. Um, well, they're just making shit harder these days. Yeah. I mean, so that you are less clear. I mean, that's their object. I mean, that's their 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 goal is to, to make it less readily available for you to understand. What and a hell do. of a lot more readily available to the IRS. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Holy crap. Um, we're tracking anything over $600. We're doing that for millionaires. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. And, and even then, yeah, they want you to believe that we're hiring all these people for enforcement. Um, sir, it says right here that you're hiring these people for enforcement. No, that's a lie. But this is but what you wrote. Literally what you're doing. No, it's not. I love how they're just they just refuse to acknowledge stuff now. It's just like no, but that's they, you what know you what said. They, they saw they saw Trump draw the the penis on the hurricane thing with the sharpie and kind of went shit. We could have been doing that all along. I mean, we could just tell them and it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, look at Nancy Pelosi. She just tells everybody screw screw off. You're not doing insider trading, are you? Yep. Seriously? Yeah, but I'm not calling it that. What? <laughs> yeah, it's not called insider trading when I do it. Is she seriously saying that? <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know, in the dictionary under gaslight, it says this doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> 
that word you are using. I don't think it means what you think it means. Uh, so I I was sorry to see that, but there there are a lot of, of trends that are, are coming and going right now uh, in firearms, and there's a lot of great deals to be had if you can purchase a firearm in your state. Um, well, I, the only thing that I've seen new come out that even made me kind of go, huh, isn't something that was really ended up being for me anyway. And that's just they, they get, they've got a new version of the 365 out from SIG that is interesting yet expensive. <laughs> well, you know, as it always happens, I uh, and I know we're running a little long, so we'll wrap it up here. But um, as I had uh, made fun of the SIG P365 380. Yeah. Who the hell would want one of those? I kind of want one of those. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of neat. I I shot one the other day at the range, and I was like, ooh, that's nice. (laughs) Oh, I bet you the thing's smooth as all hell. The one I was talking about is they actually put this whole really snazzy slide cut thing on top of a new grip that will hold 17 rounds instead of the 15. And Yeah. And (laughs) And Jake's like, ooh. Actually, I looked at it and went, eh, no, the whole reason I wanted a 365 was to have it short and concealable. So, no. Yeah, but if 17 I seven, if rounds, I wanted, man. If I wanted, yeah, but if I want to carry someone with 17 rounds, I've got two of them in my, um, in my safe already. I don't need that. <laughs> Basically, a 17 round 365 does not fit the use that i have for a 365 the the sig p365 x it's so funny just it's uh, because normally you get the big one right which is designed first and then the smaller concealed or compact one yeah they went the other way with this yeah they the other way they're like you know we're selling a crap ton of 365s what can we do what can out what else can we do with a 365 well, well we can make it bigger did was, they, did, they basically took a 365 slide and put it onto a 320 yeah a medium-sized um, frame <laughs> i was kind of like um no if i wanted a 320 i'd buy a 320 i'd buy a 320 a exactly Although I don't know, man, I've had a uh, a lot of people buy the 320 and they get rid of it inside of a couple of months. They like their 365s or the 226s or or any number of 229s or whatever it is better than the 320. Um, it de- it kind of depends on which one you've got and why. Uh, first of all, if you buy the just out of the box 320, uh, the the trigger on it's better than a Glock's, but it's not the it's not the one that they're telling you is awesome. <laughs> If you buy, if you go to their, and it's it's kind of their um, custom center, mm-hmm. and you buy the uh, the 365 insert, not the 365, the 320 insert that they sell on its own, or if you buy something like a 320 AXG or something of that nature, the trigger mechanism in that is just, it, it's it's amazing. So if you buy a fire control unit and then build your, your 320, they're awesome. If you buy a 320 that comes with that fire control unit, it's awesome. Otherwise, it's your standard compact 9mm firearm. (laughs) But that's really the thing with the 320s is is the fact that you're going to spend more money if you do it that way. But you can, from the ground up, build the firearm that you want. 
I mean, it's why the military takes it. You know, oh, like, exactly. I mean, they can. It's just configurable. It's it's a configurable weapons platform. The military but, but, loves that. But everything from functionality to cosmetics, you can build that to be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I don't think anybody's really gotten a hold of Sig has really just kicked the door open to steal like a, a, a significant chunk of Glock's thunder. Because that's always been Glock's big thing is like, look, the aftermarket will support this and we're configurable. And SIG, I think, is the first one who has a real shot at this point of dealing with a lot of that. Well, it, once again, the fire control unit is the actual technically serialized firearm. So you buy that and then you can do whatever you want with it. You can put whatever slide you want on it, whatever barrel you want on it, whatever uh, grip you want on it, uh, you know, grips on the grips, uh, small, medium, large. <laughs> you can literally custom. I, you know, quite frankly, it is probably as far as a striker fire firearm, the most customizable firearm out there at the moment. Honestly, I think you're probably, I don't know. A Gen 3 Glock is pretty customizable, but then again, you can't do the grips on one of those. Exactly. Do, yeah, I mean, some of that is a little different, but... Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, you can go out and buy a, a grip for a Gen 3 Glock that in, in whatever shape and design that you want, or have. but once again, that's the serialized portion of your firearm. Yeah. So you, you can't even, like, send it out to get stippled without having to go through a background check just to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it, it, it'll make a difference. It really will. But uh, I I don't know, man. The I, I like but, the 365, but, but I don't think the, the X would be where I'd go. Uh, I'd probably go for a 380 if it was me. I, look, I, I like mine, but once again, mine I mine is customized to me. The slide that I want on that that make with the sight that I want on it and the grip that I want on. Yeah, it. you so, spent a lot of time customizing that. To you. Well, but, but see, it, it, it took, I'll admit it probably took me two years of trying different pieces and parts with it, but I finally got what I wanted. Yeah, and it's in the worst part about it is I haven't looked back since then. Once I finally kind of like got exactly what I wanted it to be. This is it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's either in my backpack, in my fanny pack, or on my belt. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all you do. <laughs> that's awesome. See, you I, know, I then, then I've got I've got the dude. I've got the wall there by the bed, and other than that, you know, that those are my two defensive firearms. That that's fantastic. I I love that you finally got like the setup. You know, the setup for you. That's, that's fantastic. Now, now, don't get me wrong. If we hit the shit hits the fan, it's probably the 320AXG that's going to be on my hip. You know, in, in the, the nice leather holster as we join Lord Humongous. But, oh, yeah. No, for me to be the cheetah, just because I know I can shoot that. You know? Exactly. <laughs> like, I know I can shoot the cheetah. I've had an embarrassing amount of rounds through that now. Uh, Probably... Well, let's see. I shoot for the last since I've had it. I'm gonna, I'd say probably close to four thousand rounds through it. That makes sense. I, I'm still getting a kick out of the. Uh, he had three firearms and a thousand rounds of an arsenal. Arsenal. I'm like that in an arsenal. <laughs> 
that's a starter collection. <laughs> have, 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 you, have you seen the, the, the TikTok where they start out, sit there and go, what do you call a normal amount of guns? Five? You know, and then it goes into, well, that 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 that's a lot. No, a lot is like 20. And, you know, like, no, well, that sounds like an enthusiast. No, there's, and then it finally comes back to, well, what then what do a crazy person have? No, a crazy person only needs one. Yeah. But I thought that's what a normal person would have. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 circular. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. I'm not too. worried about the guy who wants 20. I'm worried about the guy who just wants one. Just one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. Yeah, that's the guy you got to worry about. Not <laughs> the guy who's just like, how many guns you got? Oh, I don't know. Uh, and, of course, I fall into the, I guess, the the enthusiast range. Cause when but, but, but it's funny. If you, I mean, think about it. If you look at somebody and say, uh, oh, somebody looks at you and says, uh, I'm into firearms, and you ask them how many they have, if they tell you anywhere from three and up, your response is, okay, this is a guy who just likes firearms. Right. If somebody tells you, I have one. Yeah. <laughs> warning, warning, danger. <laughs> just like, it's all you need. <laughs> it's like, oh, that guy's going to shoot somebody. That's like, somebody ought to be worried about you. <laughs> not i have one and it's like like you know i'm i i know i could probably have some more but i you know i'm i i just want to be able to protect myself but the person who just looks at you with that distant look in their eyes and goes i only have one yeah. <laughs> i gotta go <laughs> yeah yeah that guy that guy's worrying <laughs> that's the one where you're reaching down to the little retraining restraining strap on your holster kind of making sure that's free <laughs> sir i need you to stand right in front of me that's fine yeah don't move don't move let me see your hands you know i'm gonna back away slowly now you can fuck right the hell off <laughs> i gotta go yeah that guy you don't you don't want that guy <laughs> you don't want that guy uh, well, have we babbled about firearms long enough for today? I think probably we have, sir. Well, I got nothing else. Right on. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, it's it's probably going to be slightly more regular as we come into fall and I go shooting more and buy more guns and Jake cries in his beer. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so there'll be lots of living vicariously through Sean. <laughs> we will see you guys next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>